Welcome to A Feminine Conversation, a space where I speak with women from many diverse backgrounds, learn about their experiences in life and how they have shaped themselves and the influence of diversity on their lives today. I'd also like to acknowledge that I am on Jaja Wurrung country and I pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging and acknowledge their strong connection to the land and storytelling. Today's guest is my wonderful friend, Winona. We met through um, our old music teacher and uh, we are also going to the same university. It is this, um, this conversation in particular is the one that I am the most passionate about um, in terms of um, the topics that we discuss. So I really, really hope that you learn something and enjoy this conversation. Thank you. This is um, the last interview of five interviews. And today I have with me Winona. So hey if you want to introduce yourself, what you're doing, yeah, sure. wrong, et cetera. Easy. Saving the best for last, I see. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, hey, everyone. I'm Winona. I am currently 18 years old, going into my first year of uni, and I'm looking to study a Bachelor of Biomedicine, but I'm also a muso like Burr, so Yay. I'm hoping to also do a Diploma of Music on piano. That's my main instrument. Um, and I think we both understand the importance of music in our lives. So I think yeah. if I noted it out, noted out a little bit too much at the moment, um, I could be talking for three hours about piano, but I'll save that yeah. for a little bit later. But <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, like Burr, I'm also Chinese, but a different part of China. But we found out that we actually are in a similar region of China, which is actually kind yeah. of cool. Um, but yeah, so my parents came from China and they migrated to Australia few decades ago so I was born and raised here yeah. and grew up therefore as a Chinese Australian here in Melbourne and that's been quite the experience let's just say that <laughs> yeah. yeah um I want to yeah. know um this will be interesting also for me being kind of the same ethnicity as you um mm -hmm. how has being an ABC influenced you today for those don't, who don't know ABC stands for Australian born Chinese not the alphabet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I used to always think it was the alphabet. And I was like, mom, what yeah, are you literally. talking about? She goes, I'm literally talking about you, but. <laughs> yeah, for real. Because <laughs> like, literally I was at the age of like 12 or 13 and my mom was like, you know, you're an ABC. I was like, I learned ABC when I was like two That's or three. Cool. Why are you like bringing this up now? Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> before I get more sidetracked. Um, honestly, it was quite an interesting experience now that I actually look back at it in hindsight at the time like obviously everything just felt normal because it was in the moment um growing up especially during primary school I felt like I had quite a nice little community because I had a lot of friends who had the same background as me and therefore we didn't really have like a barrier we kind yeah. of understood each other and it wasn't like necessarily a language barrier because like English is my first language and we could talk but it was yeah. more communicating with similar experiences and having a set like a similar family background yeah. but as I got older and grew up a little bit more, understood the world a little bit more, I realised that, you know, it, racism is very much a real thing. Yeah. Even if you're born and raised here, even if you have an Australian yeah. accent, um, yeah. people who choose to be racist and who people who are racist deep down in their core will 
be that way no matter what language you speak no matter how you sound and no matter what you look like as long as you don't look like them and honestly that was quite a tough lesson for me to learn um because growing up I didn't really experience too much of that myself but I know for a fact that my parents have and a lot of my peers have and you know you see all those news reports and articles about racist attacks um against Asian people and obviously also other communities like say you know the black community and just pretty much any ethnicity that isn't what the person is um, they all experience this sort of stuff and just seeing all of those news articles and stuff it like angered me so much to the point where one day I was like to my friend why don't we make an anonymous Instagram account just roasting racist people in the comment section of Instagram? Yeah. And honestly, that sort of fell through because we had so much work to do, like at school yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. But it felt so good just being able to like stand up for ourselves, if that makes yeah, sense. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And COVID made everything 50,000 times worse. Absolutely. And honestly, that was where I started to feel the most sort of segregated from everybody else I won't like it segregated it's a bit intense I haven't really like experienced anything that's absolutely just crazy definitely not as bad as what some people have experienced yeah but it really like helped me understand exactly what it's like to feel that way to feel like you're not a part of the community you're not accepted solely because of where you're from solely because of your DNA that's literally yeah And that's a bit mind baffling to me because Mm -hmm. look, I breathe the same air as you. We live under the same sky. Yet you're treating me like some I don't even I don't even know some outer space thing. Like what? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, Um, absolutely. Yeah, but honestly, instead of sort of shying away from the problem and sort of feeling a little bit disconnected with my heritage, I felt more like empowered and more connected to my culture than I I ever have like um I truly learned to be really proud of who I am where I come from the language that I speak the food I eat all that jazz um I feel like it came from experiencing this stuff I realized that I've got to stay true to myself you know yeah and I know a lot of other kids a lot of other kids um who experience similar things they might not be able to fight back they might not be able to retaliate and so by you know understanding that it's not our fault we haven't done anything wrong we should stay true to ourselves we're also influencing them to feel the same way Mm -hmm. and that's why I feel like especially you Bo you're a crazy influential woman already and you're only 18 (laughs) so I feel like it's a very important figure for those people those younger kids especially to see um especially in a world like this so yeah, so to answer your question, growing up as an ABC, like it's absolutely been an awesome experience because of my yeah. culture. Like, come on, look at the food. Look at Chinese food. Look at Chinese yeah. medium, mate. Oh, yeah, the tables, the red pockets, mm, everything's just awesome. But yeah. it was also like they definitely threw some curveballs at us, um, but it just makes us and our culture 50,000 times stronger than it ever has absolutely. been, and it will continue to be that way. Yeah, that's such a great even though like we segued that was so important especially you know growing up um we didn't really have also uh representation on screen or in media or anything and it was so hard yeah um to identify with people that you're watching especially when you're growing up exactly. like in even in kids shows 
Um, I know that the Wiggles actually, they've just started to um, extend to eight, which I think is so cool with women, with yeah. Aboriginal women, with um, mm-hmm. I think the new Yellow Wiggle, she's um, Ethiopian. I could be wrong. And she's 15 or 16. And I think oh, wow. like, if I was to sit, if I was to be little again and see that, I would feel so much, I would feel yeah. more seen and more represented. Um, because we kind of grew up in that weird yeah. time. Like we were still watching cassettes and DVDs. Like we didn't really have mm-hmm. like iPhones exactly. or anything yet. Um, mm. And yeah. I think that that's so important, um, especially now. Um, it's the, you know, Absolutely. we're progressing slowly. We're progressing slowly, but it's, yeah. but it's getting um, so much better. And Absolutely. Yeah, and it's so cool that I'm doing this with, with you, with um, women, just mm-hmm. girls, um, especially, you know, when you're, like, at that age of 12, 13, and you're still trying to, like, find who you are. I know Identity crisis. For me, <laughs> literally. Yeah. Um, because you want to be like everybody else at primary school, but you're eating different things from your lunchbox. Yeah, um, right. Or when your grandparents come and pick you up from school and they don't speak very much English. And am I supposed to feel embarrassed? Am I supposed to feel ashamed? And, and you know, I think yeah. um, if I was 12 and I saw something like this, I'd be like, hey, they look exactly like me and they come from the same place. Right. That's so yeah. cool. Um, exactly which kind of leads me to the next question um do you find it hard or easy to connect with culture was it easy when you were younger is it easier now honestly I think it depended on who I was with Mm, and exactly what the context was Mm. for example um I think overall though I definitely feel like it's easier to connect now because Mm. I've got a better understanding of exactly who I am and what my culture means to me Mm. um but when I was younger it was definitely a little bit tricky given that pretty much everything surrounding me was like English it wasn't really yeah like it didn't really have anything to do with my culture but in specific circumstances, like, for example, when we had a Chinese speaking competition at our school or something, I would be like, <laughs> yeah. yes, I am ruling this. This is my world. I'm running it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But when it came to, like, other things where it was, like, a collective year level activity or something like that, I definitely felt like it was a little bit harder to feel as though I was a part of the overall community. Yeah. Um, so it definitely did depend on exactly the circumstance, circumstance, sorry, I can't talk, circumstance that I was in and um, the people that I was with. Um, Definitely in primary school, though, as you mentioned before about the whole lunch thing or should I be embarrassed, should I be ashamed, that's definitely something that I could sort of relate to and I know that a lot of my peers did as well, Um, solely because I think as kids, as children, a lot of um, people who don't come from, you know, say like places where we come from they don't really understand what it's like like to feel sort of excluded so they don't think much of it like they think oh your food smells they're just making a general comment because nobody Mm -hmm. around them has educated them nobody around them has taught them that that's rude that is going to make somebody feel really bad about themselves and ashamed yeah but um especially as young children, you don't really get educated on that, which also is why I think this sort of conversation is really important for them to see at an early, like early on so that they know. Um, But definitely back when I was in primary school, I don't think very many people were educated on this stuff. So 
it definitely was quite difficult for me to feel as though my food is my culture and I should be proud of it. It didn't feel that way. It felt like, oh, oh maybe yeah. I should just like hide in a corner and eat my lunch or maybe I shouldn't yeah, eat exactly. it at all. Yeah. Um, but like small things here and there definitely made me feel a little bit more comfortable. For example, my friends would smell my dumplings that my dad had made and be like, oh my God, can I have one that smells delicious? And yeah. obviously that seems so small, but it just made me happy. I was like, oh my gosh, you enjoy the food that I have in my culture that I eat. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a good yeah, feeling. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was definitely something that sort of made me feel as though I could really feel proud of my culture. Mm. But as I got older, the meaning of pride towards my culture definitely changed a little bit like it's a lot deeper now definitely as I'm growing up and I'm becoming more mature I've got a more like a more mature understanding and outlook towards this stuff Yeah. yeah so like now I'm truly starting to embrace the traditions in our culture um any rituals that we've got um just all that jazz like I take mm. everything so much more seriously now like you know when mm. people say banyan and like yeah. you sort of like yeah um yeah I yeah. take that so much more seriously now it's more yeah. than just an action that I do every year it's mm. something that truly has meaning to me now Absolutely. and it definitely was a bit of a journey like obviously growing up you're gonna have mm. curveballs thrown at you but I'm very happy with the way that I feel about my culture like honestly I, there's so much pride and regardless of what anyone decides to say about our culture, no matter how much they try to tear us down, I know that I will never be swayed. I know that I will always feel this way and this proud of who I am and where I come from. So in some ways it's gotten harder because you're being targeted by more people as you're older, but I'm also getting stronger and I'm also more connected to my culture than I ever have been, which means that simultaneously it's also become an easier thing for me to you know sort of connect and relate to my culture for sure yeah absolutely it's definitely a two-sided thing um yeah especially now with the pandemic I know it's gotten so much harder for a lot of people um but then also on the flip side as we've grown up um and as the world has started to slowly open up and we've been able to go to our Chinese New Year and um, go and see our family um I think that's also been something that has um, really connected so many people again because exactly. online things suck, so especially things yeah. like Chinese New Year. Like you've got to be in person for it. So um, exactly, yeah. To and together, I live in a so like important. I'm a family of three. Like I just have my yeah. mom, my dad, and I because yeah. my like other relatives are either in like Brisbane or in New South, yeah, New, South yeah. New, New Zealand or like China. Yeah. And yeah, obviously you can Facetime them, but it's just different. Like being together, yeah, mm. it's a different vibe. So that's obviously made it difficult too. Yeah. Um, but you know we make do. We make do. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. And I think that kind of brings it to a more annoying part of a conversation like this when um, you get people asking you all of these things, like um, what stereotypes do you feel are har- were harmful to you as a kid or even now? Um, yeah. Or what ones have you been affected by? oh okay I can think of a few so many I know (laughs) yeah okay well straight off the bat people saw that I was Asian so therefore they assumed that I was smart um (laughs) 
that was just something that really did annoy me because naturally yeah. like I would consider myself relatively smart but not big brain like I had to do yeah. a lot of work behind the scenes yeah. and that's what annoys me people sometimes neglect the fact that even if you're like naturally smart or if you're naturally born a genius there's still so much hard work that goes into bringing all the smarts into fruition like you don't just yeah you're not born smart and therefore you can invent some sort of like just bizarre thing like you have to work for it and you have to work really hard and honestly I wouldn't consider myself like a crazy brainiac either like I think naturally um I can think quick if I um get enough sleep which I barely do um (laughs) yeah like you know I can click if I need to um but that doesn't mean that I poured my heart and soul into working to where I want to be like um being just naturally smart isn't going to get you anywhere and being Asian isn't going to set me like 10 miles ahead of everybody else academically do anything it doesn't help (laughs) not at all like I worked so hard to achieve everything that I've achieved and like I would say close to none of it was to do with where I'm from um it would more so to be to do with the people that I surround myself with who influenced me and inspired me to work harder and it also has to do with my own work ethic but it's got nothing to do with the fact that I am Chinese the fact that like you know I speak Cantonese that's got nothing to do with yeah it's hard work Mm. and that's only the start of it um (laughs) another stereotype that really frustrates me is when a lot of people just assume that you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer oh yeah when (laughs) you're Chinese or like Asian or anything like that and yes there are so many absolutely incredible Asian doctors and lawyers out there and shout out to Mm. all of you like you guys are incredible but not everyone wants to do that and they don't have to um no matter how smart you are no matter like where you are in life it doesn't mean you have to do something in particular just follow your dreams you know but apparently some people don't understand that and they just (laughs) And it gets a little bit harder for me because I genuinely do want to be a doctor. That is where I want Mm. to be in life. I've always sort of loved STEM. That's Mm. always sort of been my area of interest. And I want to take it further by relating it to community service and actually being able to hands-on help people. And you know all about this, Burr, but I love kids as well. So ultimately the dream is to be a pediatrician. But a lot of the times when I hear, when people hear that I want to do that, they say, oh did your parents force you into that yeah was it your parents yeah yeah was it your parents is it because of the money and I sort of just I sit there a little bit stunned because I've heard all about the stories of other people experiencing similar things but I'm like really I thought you knew me I thought you knew that I am a genuine person that I genuinely have a passion towards this and I tell them I was like I'm always like I've never once stopped to consider the money like money was never the the deciding factor for me yeah obviously I want to be able to live with a roof on my head over my head and I want to be able to you know have a stable income but what's the point of pursuing luxury if you can't even find true happiness right that sounds a bit cliche but it's honestly so true yeah and if I feel as though this is a career that I can genuinely find happiness in and I can make Mm. positive change for the community then why wouldn't I do it Um, yeah it's not about the money like I could make money in any career if I worked hard and worked smart yeah but I've chosen this because I wanted to not because my Mm. parents told me not because anyone told me to do anything yeah and 
those who know me will know that I'm a bit of a stubborn person too. So nothing's going to change my mind unless I truly, from the bottom of my bottom yeah. of my heart, feel as though I should. Mm-hmm. So I'm always a little bit mind blown by people who yeah. ask that to me yeah. and say that to me. I'm like, do you want to be a doctor because your parents asked you to, or like, do you genuinely have that interest? Like yeah you don't really yeah it's it's a very stereotypical Asian thing that you hear a lot and Mm. it definitely frustrates me a lot um especially since I worked so hard to achieve everything I have and you're just gonna sort of discredit all that hard work and just put it on the fact that I come from China yeah doesn't really make sense to me yeah Um, exactly but yeah definitely those two are probably the biggest things that really sort of annoy me um I guess there's one more thing that I've experienced a few times Mm -hmm. as well like Mm -hmm. some people have said said this to me yeah um which also fell off because I was also quite young but I grew up here so my English is like fluent and yeah somewhat of an accent like Australian accent yeah when some people meet me for the first time they straight up just say wow your English is your so English good is really how good. long have you yeah how long have you been here <laughs> oh my, my god your English life. is so fluent yeah you don't really have an accent so do you have an accent like how long have you been here how long have yeah, you been in Australia so why are you asking me this it just yeah. it baffles me <laughs> exactly some people um, assume that I'm an international student also which is so weird that's the worst yeah so weird I think yeah no it's so weird because I think we grew up in a bilingual household right so yeah we didn't like our parents don't have Australian Australian like bogan accent Mm. so of course we're gonna not we're not gonna have a strong accent you know I feel like yeah yeah we both have quite a neutral one um yeah so people like it's hard for other people to pinpoint if we were born here or whatever like why should it matter anyway um yeah but yeah, that one, man. That one. That one's a bad one. <laughs> yeah, like so. What if we were internationals? It's just annoying the fact that you're assuming that yeah. we're not from here because we look different. And honestly, I used to just plan out like retaliations in my head. Oh, I'm like, if you wanted to tell me to go back to China, then I'm going to tell you to go back to where you're from because you don't look Aboriginal to me. So, yeah, exactly. Look. Uh, <laughs> yeah I don't it's, yeah it's just yeah it's so bad and also what enrages me is when people are hostile to your own parents as well that makes me so mad like yeah um I think my mom and I were in the supermarket I don't know if my mom heard this because she was like busy getting spinach or something but it, so it was just me I was like minding the supermarket basket and some guy just like told us <laughs> to go back to our country and I was like you know it'd be great I would love I would love to go back right all the food it's so cheap like that would be great I'm in desperate need of a holiday was not expecting any just walked away so things like that like you just sometimes you have to um queen you're absolutely you're an absolute queen have, to do. Have, yeah have in a situation like that which can be yeah. really harmful especially if you're younger but when you grow up and mm. you're stronger right yeah because um, I was like a fragile kid man I just cried at everything <laughs> and now it just makes me laugh sometimes the audacity yeah. that people have yeah. to say exactly things like that right now. it's yeah. 2022 like it and even the fact anymore. that yeah the fact that they just assume that if you're white you're Aussie if you're not then 
yeet yourself back to wherever you came from. That just, yeah, literally. That's also so, like, that doesn't make any sense to me because, like, if you knew yeah. anything about Australian history, you would know that the ultimate owners of this land were not white people. So <laughs> if you have the audacity to <laughs> say that, then maybe yeah. maybe you should go back to, like, year six history or flick through some history yeah. books and educate yourself Literally. before even thinking of making any comments like this. And, yeah, yeah it's just mind-blowing. But and I, I feel like in these circumstances, though, when these mm-hmm. things happen, it's actually so important to sort of find people who have experienced the same things, especially yeah. if you're younger and you're struggling to deal with it. Yeah. Um, like if you can resonate with somebody else, it can definitely help you navigate your way through dealing with a situation like this. Mm-hmm. Obviously, um, sometimes we like to turn to humour to deal with mm-hmm. this stuff and it does definitely help. Um, but also sharing a voice with other people definitely mm-hmm. also sort of feels empowering. And yeah, um, I remember like just talking to my friends about mm. this sort of stuff and I found out that so many of them had similar experiences to me and I felt heard I felt seen mm. um I felt like I wasn't the I wasn't alone in this and it just felt so much more powerful because I realized that mm. if anything were to happen like god forbid but you know we could band together and mm. we could sort of triumph through it together as a community which yeah. is so empowering um so for any young listeners or just any listeners out there in general who feel as though they've experienced anything like this or you know even in another situation not just to do with race but say sexuality um disabilities anything like that this is definitely a really good way of helping you find your voice and finding where you stand um and yeah it's so empowering when you've got a community behind you so definitely try and look for that (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's something I didn't have, um, especially in early uh, primary, like year three to year, <laughs> literally year three to like year 12. I didn't really have that many um, Asian friends. Like, yeah, one, they were probably all dudes that lived two <laughs> hours away from me that I like grew up with. And then mm-hmm. two, they're like in a different country or whatever. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, finding um, people who come, well, not necessarily come from where you come from, but can um, empathise with your situation, it's, it's exactly. so, so much better for you and for them. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you and can yeah, talk to I, each other. I found that it's also really powerful when different different communities come together. Mm. Like, um, even, like, people who experience different sorts of, I don't know, discrimination, marginalisation. Like, for example, mm. if you feel like you've been marginalised because of your race and people who've been marginalised because of their sexuality, when they mm. bind together, that's so powerful. Because same, like, it's same but different but same you know Mm. um so being able to share that experience as well is so powerful and Mm. honestly I think that was a big part of me recognizing why I should be so proud of my culture um my high school was relatively diverse um it was a relatively small school so like you know it was it was all right given the size of it um but my year level in particular it was just so inclusive and accepting overall and I feel like that was definitely something that helped me sort of resonate a little bit more with where I come from. Yeah. And it didn't have to be other Chinese people, honestly. It could be mm. just people who were part of the LGBT community or people who had some sort of disability. Like, 
all of us binding together was powerful like it felt empowering to me as well I keep saying empowering but that's such an important word like yeah it comes hand in hand with women you know yeah. Um, so yeah that's definitely something that I've come to realize as well like you can rely on people who experience similar things and people who sort of have what you would assume to be different but in reality it's the same sort of feeling that they're going through um also a very powerful sort of thing yeah. to look for yeah did you ever have a moment um, growing up or even recently that you realised that um, you should be proud of where you came from? Was there like a click moment for you or was it pretty gradual? Um, honestly, there probably were a few click moments. Um, mm. I can't really pinpoint exact ones just because they were spaced out across a few mm. years, but there certainly were moments. And I think a lot of them were around um, times of like Chinese festivals, things like that, like Lunar New Year mm. um, or just mid-autumn, just seeing mm. everybody sort of like rush to the grocery stores to buy mooncakes and things like that. I was yeah. just like, yeah, that's us, you know? Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was definitely something like that. And I was actually, a few days ago, I was watching the Beijing Winter Olympics like yep. opening ceremony mm-hmm. and there was a really powerful moment that just nearly made me tear up almost like I mm-hmm. didn't but like it was so powerful to me and it was when they were about to raise the Chinese flag yeah. and they were handing it like yeah. down towards yeah, the pole yeah. and they had like 100 people lined up and they were all representing the different like ethnic groups within China, mm. as well as people from different statuses like the military, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. And they were just handing it down and everybody was touching the flag as though like it was a uniting factor. Like, you know, we're different, but we all like are that together. We all, thing, yeah. yeah. And yeah. that was just such a powerful moment to me. And mm. I don't, like, I can't remember the last time I felt that way. Like yeah. in my heart, I was like, I got chills. Um, yeah, yeah. it wasn't COVID I swear I swear I swear <laughs> it was genuinely just PSA, shock PSA. factor PSA. yeah um but it was just so powerful to me and I I yeah. felt I felt like I was proud to be able to represent something like that and it was just an absolutely I, I don't even know why it had such a big impact on me like obviously it was amazing but I've never felt that way I don't think and like now thinking back at it it replaying in my head I'm still sort of like wow that is powerful and I'm so proud to be able to call myself a Chinese person and yeah. like I, it definitely was hard given like the whole COVID thing and just the, like politics and everything like that but that doesn't affect the fact that I still am a Chinese person and Chinese blood runs in me um yeah so I'm still like you know I'm a proud Chinese person and I always will be like mm-hmm. why wouldn't you be proud of your culture and I think yeah. that moment like that one moment in the opening ceremony just absolutely just wow it, it blew me away and I still I still get chills thinking about it like it was just so yeah. powerful and such a beautiful moment as well yeah, but, yeah that's probably the most that's the most recent one um yeah yeah can't really remember specifics of the rest but like I'm yeah. sure there were many 